Hey guys, welcome to Drunk Gossip's Season 3 premiere. I'm coming to you live from Bryant Park here in New York City. And of course, I'm Ed. In case you forgot who I was after our brief hiatus. Um, Will will be joining me later on in the show to speak about um, impeachment and other things Trumpian and political because... As you know, I've been banned. You go on one F-word related rant, and suddenly you're a menace to society or something of the sort. I forgot what he said. More likely, I wasn't actually listening to him. <laughs> well, if you're, if you're listening to this, um, I was totally listening to you. I know exactly what you said. And now that I've lied, um, let's move on. Um, I wanted to start our season three premiere with some juicy, juicy gossip coming straight from ABC and my sources within the network. Um, As you know, last season I brought you exclusives exclusives about Meghan McCain being fired from The View, which is still happening. I brought you... um, I brought you... The stories about um, ABC wanting to bring back All My Children and One Life to Live, which was actually confirmed right after our segment ran. So here is the juiciest of the juicy from ABC. For starters, what I'm hearing is Susan Lucci is in talks to rejoin the network under an exclusive... I need to repeat this. She is... She is about to sign an exclusive first-look deal. A first-look talent deal. Let me make that very clear. Uh, What that means is any shows that ABC or ABC um, Studios or any of their subsidiaries put out, Susan Lucci will be able to join. That's not quite right. Uh, she, She has to... They have basically first right of refusal for her, for her services. Uh, But what I'm hearing is that what they want to do is lock down their biggest daytime star because they want to relaunch All My Children. The big debate right now is not whether or not to bring back All My Children and One Life to Live, but where to put it. Initially, it was eyed for a run on Disney+. Plus. But then they changed the strategy for that, going from more adult-oriented, more adult-oriented shows, towards uh, more of a family-friendly um, Disney brand image. So they are looking at Hulu and possibly a first run on one of their cable networks. Um, FX actually seems like a very strong. Uh, possibility as uh, as you know Disney now owns FX, FXX and other networks like that. There's also talk of them perhaps launching a soap app, a, a soap streamer um, basically along the same lines as what SoapNet used to offer um, a mix of reruns and first run soaps and uh, original programming. Um, there's talk that Soap Talk could be revived as well. 
at this time, Cameron Matheson is not um, looking to be hosting Soap Talk as he did before. They are looking at a couple of um, big star names, including um, Justin Bruning, who played Jamie on All My Children, and Jacob Young, who played JR on All My Children, Lucky on General Hospital, and Rick on The Bold and the Beautiful. Uh, and Jacob Young actually seems to have the edge here as he hosted Daytime After Dark, a YouTube series that grew in popularity week after week. Everything's in the early planning stages as far as bringing the soaps back, but I've, I'm hearing that they're actually going after big, big soap opera name, big soap opera, soap opera writer names. Lorraine Broderick is among those who they are eyeing to uh, at least write for All My Children. They're also looking to lure Ron Carvalotti away from Days of Our Lives back over to One Life to Live as head writer. Again, at this time, there's nothing concrete. This, these are just big dreams. But the bigger they dream, the better the shows are going to be. And that's the philosophy going forward. Another surprising story out of ABC that I'm hearing is that the Connors has played with having Roseanne guest star um, either as an apparition or um, as a ghost. There was talk of reviving her character um, in a dream-esque sequence and validating everything that um, the first season and the, so far the second season has done. Um, but ABC quickly wiped that off the table and said that there was no way they would let her allow her to be a series regular on one of their shows again. That being said, they are open to having her as a guest star just to see how things play out. Given the... Given the uh, way that the last... That this ended last time, I don't expect it to come to fruition. Uh, Roseanne seems to be content doing her comedy tour with Andrew Dice Clay and moving on with her career. Although, word is, she does want to do another sitcom and refuses to work with NBC um, because she feels that they screwed her and John Goodman when they did a pilot a few years back. So, I... Again, I just want to welcome everyone back for Season 3. Uh, we have big changes in store for you, including... Um, we're still with Anchor, but Anchor is now owned by Spotify, so we are now a Spotify podcast. So hello to our new overlords... And I'm going to take a break, and I will be right back. And I'm back. And we are going to talk about Jared Pedadelki, star of Supernatural, and his arrest over this weekend. Jared, as I mentioned, of course, Jared is best known for his role on Supernatural. He, as his fame has widened, he is taken to branching out into different ventures uh, to keep revenue coming in and whatnot since his 
you know, acting is not a forever career. Eventually, the roles are going to dry up. So he had bought a bar called Stereotype in Texas. Over the weekend, he was at the bar, and around 2 a.m., the assistant manager escorted him out. Now, there's no word as to why, whether he was being belligerent or um, doing something inappropriate. I'm sure there are going to be a lot of blind items about this. Um, And as soon as I have more information, of course I'm going to bring it to you. But what we know right now is the assistant manager escorted him out of the bar. Um, The general manager came out to speak to him. Jared hit the general manager in the eyebrow and made him bleed. At which point the cops were called and Jared was arrested. Now, this seems to be... This is happening as Supernatural is winding down its historic 15-season run. Uh, The run spans two networks. uh, With no... There's never been any talk of cancellation of the show. And in fact, the CW president actually said that he would have preferred to see the show keep going. So it seems that Jared, it could be something along the lines of Jared dealing with emotion, saying goodbye to his long-term character. There could have been a problem at the bar that was not addressed to his satisfaction. And eyewitnesses are saying that there is definitely more to the story than what we're being told, and not to judge Jared too harshly at this point. Um, that he was provoked. Um, one one person has even gone on record as saying that there is a that he believes that Jared was actually trying to discipline um, either the general manager or the assistant manager. He was not sure which, um, but the the disciplinary action went sideways, and when it went sideways. Um, that's when the incident blew up into something that it did not need to be. Um, police took Jared into custody, of course. He um, was released on bail. His mugshot was released to the press. And I'm waiting for an apology or some sort of statement from Jared. He has yet to put one out, although that's not um, surprising given that it's just Monday. Um, and I believe Texas is about an hour behind New York, so... Um, he could be working with his his PR team. He could be hiring a um, crisis a crisis PR team at this point to um, manage any fallout. Um, as some commenters on on stories about this have said, though, this is a bar fight. It's probably not going to do much to his reputation. Um, maybe butch him up a little bit. Maybe offer him a chance to uh, talk about something besides in the supernatural. Of course, um, if you've been following the TV news lately, you know that he has a Walker, Texas Ranger uh, continuation in in the works at the CW. Uh, that does not seem to be in danger at this point of being shut down. Uh, and it, it's probably not going to be in any danger anytime soon because the CW is not going to walk away from one of its superstars over one incident like this. 
if anything, what will happen is after the wrap of Supernatural, he might be rushed o- off to rehab. Um, even if just for the optics of him getting clean and them saying, hey, look, you know, he was drinking a little bit too much during the end of this show. We wanted to make sure he was good to go for the, for the new show. Now, that's just a, predi- a prediction on my part. But it is one that I think I can make with relative ease because that's how these things always go. Look at what happened with Game of Thrones and Kit Harrington. Right after the um, end of Game of Thrones, he was spotted in Connecticut at a very exclusive rehab center. And then as that news started to die down, it was announced that he was going to be joining uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, really, it is all about optics and what people want to see and what people want to do um, with their careers and whatnot. And Jared probably has a decent a decent amount of time left. Um, the last Walker Texas Ranger, I believe, lasted about ten seasons. I don't foresee the continuation lasting quite that long. Probably another five or six years. And then he can retire a very happy man, a very rich man. And I'm going to take a break and be a very happy man. I'll be right back. And I'm back. And it seems like we cannot get a break from Miley Cyrus right now. After her breakup with Liam Hemsworth, she started dating, um, I forgot, Caitlin Carter from The Hills fame. And then directly after breaking up with Caitlin... She moved on to dating Cody Simpson. Now, I just... Okay, I have to stop here, and I have to tell you guys this. I actually met Cody Simpson um, before he was famous, I guess you could say. I mean, he was famous, but he was, like, teenage famous. Like, teenagers knew who he was, but now he has a much wider uh, fan base. Or, allegedly, he has a much wider fan base. Anyways, he came to my old work, the Michigan Science Center, which at the time was the Detroit Science Center. He was totally adorable. It was just before he put out his ass on Instagram. I don't know if you guys remember that. But he was like 17, 18 years old. I think 18. Just barely 18. And he was with his ex-girlfriend, and they were at a hotel. She took a picture of his ass, and they put it on Instagram. And the young gays went wild for him. The old gays went wild for him. Um, and that was that. Was that. So, uh, when I met him, he was, he was a, an adorable kid. Very polite. I don't remember there being any issue with him at all. Uh, we had him up, uh, upstairs in our theater. He performed two or three songs. Signed autographs with the kids. And talked about how, obviously, science was very important and how music was very scientific and just very humble. So, I, I kind of feel like I have a, an investment in this pairing. Um, and, but just like her pairing with Caitlin, um, this has been moving at lightning speed. Although... As people are quick to point out, Cody and Miley were friends first, just like Caitlin and Miley, before they became lovers. What, what actually seems to be a play here, and I'm not trying to be funny about this, 
but it seems like Miley has a, a project to promote and uh, she, you know the the breakup with Liam gave her the initial thrust of publicity and she's trying to keep it going any way she can and that's why she does things like the Instagram live um, that she did on Friday where she essentially said you don't have to be gay there are good guys out th- uh, there are good people out there that happen to have dicks that aren't dicks immediately it drew the ire of the LGBTQ community for good reason you don't choose to be gay you don't women are not lesbians because they can't find good dick that, that's all there is to it I'm sorry a lesbian is a lesbian because she likes females uh, Miley had to quickly put out that storm and she didn't even really do it or at least she didn't do a great job at it if you ask me when she put out another statement saying, hey guys, you know, I've always tried to protect the LGBTQ community. I didn't mean you choose your sexuality. I just meant you didn't have to go with women because guys are dicks. Honey, honey, stop while you're ahead, okay? Just stop. You're doubling down on something you don't need to double down on. We all know you're dickmatized by Cody Simpson right now. We get it. You know, you want to claim to be part of our community. Maybe don't say shit like, you don't have to be gay, there's good dick out there. We know there's good dick out there. If, if there wasn't good dick out there, half of us would lose our heads. The other half would be lesbians. And straight men. But again, I contend that she knew what she was doing. She knew exactly what she was saying. She she wants to keep her name in the press. She also wanted to help promote Cody's new single, uh, Golden Thing. Uh, which she threatened to release if he didn't release it himself. Now, that's a crock of shit. Because they're both under contract with record labels. And there's no way a record label is going to let an artist from a different label release music for anybody. So, I mean, she's probably doing them a solid. She's probably doing Cody a solid, promoting the the record. I don't, for one second, believe that this is a real relationship. It's too cutesy, too, too everything. It's almost designed to blow up. Uh, and Miley has a habit of doing this. Uh, just before she got back with Liam Hemsworth, back... In 2013-2014, she was doing the same kind of thing, getting really wild, really out there, promoting her stuff, and then boom, it was a new phase. I'm hoping that she doesn't resort to getting back with Liam again, because clearly, if they can't make it work um, the first couple times, they're just never going to make it work, period. What they need to do is they need to step back from one another and say, okay, no. This is not going to work. This is what we want. You know, we're better off separate. And, you know, and that's okay. You don't have to be with everybody. I'm going to repeat that for you, Miley. You don't have to be with everybody. But get it together, girl. Get it together. I don't want to have to keep reporting on your ass. But I do want to take a break. 
and I'll come right back. And I'm back. And since this is our season premiere, we're going to do an extended episode. So instead of our our um, special topic, we are going to go straight into talking about the Will and Grace feud. Last season on Drunk Gossip, we talked about how Will and Grace was coming to an end, and how I felt like there was more to the story than what we were being told. I felt that way because the show was mostly successful, drawing ratings that were comparable um, to comparable to what they should be pulling in, even if the linear or the same day records were a little soft. Um, but there there seemed to be something off. Nearly after that, we were treated to revelations that Deborah Messing and Megan Mullally were engaged in an onset feud. Now, some people thought that, including me, thought that uh, Megan and Deborah were only fake feuding in order to promote, to promote the final season, and quite possibly a story arc of Karen and Grace of fighting. Now it appears as though there's something more going on, and uh, Megan has unfollowed Sean Hayes. Now, this is actually very big, because Sean Hayes and Megan Mullally have always been the best of friends. They've, um, even after Will and Grace, the first run ended, they stayed very close. And I believe Megan guest starred on Sean's uh, show, Sean Saves the World. And, you know, they I believe they also did a tour together, and they were going to do Karen the Musical together. And then just on top of that, they really seem to genuinely enjoy each other's company and all that jazz. So right now, the only co-star that Megan is still following on any kind of social media is Eric McCormick, who claims that the gang gets along like a house on fire. I don't know what kind of metaphor that is. If he's trying to squash rumors of a feud, I'm pretty sure that's not the way to do it. Pretty sure that saying the house is on fire is his way of saying that, yes, there is a feud. Because if you're getting along like a house with like a house is on fire, what the fuck does that mean? And I promised Will I would stop dropping the F-bomb, but goddamn, what does that mean? <laughs> so we're talking... We were talking online about how the feud could have ended the show early. I don't think that's the case. I really, truly don't think that the the alleged feud had anything to do with it. I'm pretty sure that the when they signed on, they probably signed another five-year deal that would have kept the show going for a couple more seasons if that's what they really wanted. If that's what producers and the network really wanted. And there are things that they could have done, um, on-set counseling and whatnot, to bring the show, uh, bring the co-stars back together. And I think the thing that we all keep forgetting is, these are professional actors who know they have a great thing in this iconic series. They're not going to fuck that up. Because 
any hint of a feud or a feud ending the show, it's probably going to derail any future specials or anything that they could be doing. That being said, uh, there will be two episodes where Megan Mullally missed. There's no word on why she missed these episodes, um, of no official word. There are rumors on the internet that her mother had died and she took time off to go to the funeral um, and to, you know, obviously mourn her mother. I've not found anything that substantiates this outside of fans saying it. She, Megan also has another show that she's doing um, and it's quite possible that since um, Will and Grace was no longer in first position since it's the last season and the other show was renewed for season two that they asked for Megan to um, be able to come in and do a couple things for them. We're waiting on official word to find out what happened and why, but I, I wouldn't chalk it up to a feud. Uh, I know a lot of the other press is anxious to uh, make everything all about the feud. I just, I'm not there. I'm not buying it. And I'm not buying it because it doesn't make sense, honestly. I know people are going to argue with me and say, well, this and that and the other thing. But you're wrong. Um, uh, when The Good Wife had their feud with um, uh, Julianne Margulies and Archie Pylab, or however you say her last name, they just they didn't put them in scenes together. And I'm going to guess it's what Will and Grace would have done, too. It would have been fairly easy to write Karen as going off on an exotic vacation. Um, the last part of the second season, Karen spent a lot of time with a new love interest and very few scenes with um, her main co-stars. So it, it's not outside of the realm of possibility that they could have written around having Megan and Deborah or Megan and um, whomever share scenes. Um, this, uh, this actually smells to me more like uh, maybe maybe it was a family emergency. Maybe um, maybe it was a health emergency. Maybe she just wasn't feeling good, and that's a, it's as simple as that. I'm sure we're going to get an answer, uh, or we, you know, she could also tape um, some scenes in post and have them added in. That's not unheard of either. It could also just be an arc where Karen has to be gone. And that's, you know, it could be towards the end of the season. Karen uh, Karen is gone for a couple episodes. And the finale is about the four friends coming back to one another. I'm, I'm not a writer on Will and Grace, unfortunately. So I don't know what they're planning. But I'm just saying what could be. And what could be th- is this. I'm going to take a break. And I'll be right back. And I'm back. So... I just wanted, um, before we get into Politalk with Will, I just wanted to kind of explain what happened last week and why the season three um, premiere was delayed. Um, and Will had asked me to do this beforehand, but it was a little bit too fresh for me. And honestly, I needed to work through um, my emotions on the matter. And I think he understands that. Um, last Monday, I... 
I had planned on recording a season three premiere, including our exclusive um, that you heard in the first segment, uh, after I went for a meeting. Now, this meeting was in Brooklyn, which you know already leaves bad taste in my mouth. Um, but, I, you know, it was very important professionally for Will and I um, for me to go to this and... You know, honestly, I'm not sorry I went. I'm actually glad. It was a great meeting. I was getting on the subway, and I noticed, uh, while I was waiting for the train, I noticed this guy kept looking at me, and it was really weird not looking at me in a lustful way. It was just kind of, like, eyeing me, and it made me nervous. So I scooched away, and I kept, you know, every time I scooched, he would move along with me, And it started making me nervous. But the train was coming and I didn't want, you know, you know how New Yorkers are. We don't want to miss our damn train. We don't want to be late. So we got into the same car. I had put my phone in my pocket because I, something told me that's what he wanted. And when I thought there was enough people between us and that I was safe, I pulled my phone out and I started reading the news like I do every morning. This was my fatal mistake. Um, as we pulled up to the next stop, which was which just happened to be 34th Street Penn Station, he, in a crush of people, he grabbed my phone, pushed me down so I couldn't go after him, and took off and, and hid in the crowd. Uh, luckily, uh, there were a couple of fellow passengers who grabbed me, made sure I was okay, got me off the train, and got the police... Um, who took care of me the rest of the time. Um, I was able to let my... let um, the person I was meeting know what was happening. I still went to that meeting, of course. Uh, I am nothing if not professional. Um, I just had to make the police report first, and then I, um, I headed out and talked to him. And... Um, I, so I went the whole week without a phone. Uh, they did. They did get the guy. Um, he's being charged. So you know, all of that is great and wonderful and whatnot. Uh, but it, it also did shake me up a lot. Um, and I, I know a lot of people are not used to seeing that side of me, including Will. I think in a lot of ways, Will was very surprised to see. Uh, just how shaken up I was because it's it happened before but this time I, the biggest difference this time was they actually got my phone and for those of you who don't know me personally my phone is my lifeline it's how I record this podcast um, a lot of times it's how I write my articles yes I have a computer um, you know that I I work with I don't like to record on I, I don't like how I sound when I record on it um Even though uh, Will and I bought a microphone, a professional microphone, and I really, really should use it more often. Um, It was just one of those things where I was not prepared. Uh, I was not prepared to record with the microphone. I was not prepared to record with anything but my phone. And and in all honesty, it seemed kind of silly to do campy, fun, celebrity gossip when all I could think about was what had happened to me. So, 
I went the week without the phone. And let me tell you, that was hell. I was so disconnected. I had no idea what the hell was happening. Uh, I would get on my computer, but... You know, all I kept thinking is, oh, I don't have to read Deadline right now. I can read it when I get, you know, when I get home or when I, when I'm laying in bed. And then I was like, oh fuck, I can't do that. And yes, I actually swear at myself, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's really funny because when people like with my neighbors hear me, they're like, we don't know who you're talking to in there. I'm like, oh, I'm talking to myself, and they're like, you swear at yourself? Yeah. If you don't swear at yourself, you're weird to me. And that's just the truth of the matter. So, yeah. So, I, I swear at myself. And, you know, I started thinking a lot about, you know, what I would do if I never got another phone. Which was crazy talk, because all I needed to do was get get 50 bucks to get a new phone. Um, seriously. Um, T-Mobile sucks. I just want to say that. Um, I'm, I'm using this platform to to call out hypocrisy. I, I paid insurance for my phone. Um, and it was supposed to be insurance that was covered if it was lost or stolen. And they refused to, to pay it out. But, you know, whatever. T-Mobile sucks. I'm moving to a different phone company. I'll let you know who, when I get a sponsorship deal with them. <laughs> but I do want to, I do want to actually praise Apple because they were able to help locate my phone in almost no time. And they helped catch the guy um, relatively fast. So, yay Apple. Boo T-Mobile. And boo for being disconnected because I was completely lost. Um... You know, I even forgot, like, the routine. I have uh, certain things, like, I read Deadline with dinner. Um, Deadline and TV line. I read Blind Gossip and then Crazy Days and Nights to kind of unwind and put myself to sleep. And, honestly, I was... I. It's really hard to do that with a laptop. So, I went almost an entire week without reading. And then I just started going crazy. But I was like, I gotta, I gotta get back into... So, of course, I did. And, you know, thankfully I did. There was nothing too urgent that we needed to talk about. And now, we're celebrating our third season on air. And, honestly, we could not do this without you guys. Um, even without... Even with my jokes with Will, I could not do this without him. He... He has been such a godsend for me. Um, he, he yells at me about the ums a lot. <laughs> um, but seriously, uh, he wants me to use production notes, and I, I have such a hard time doing it, but I'm going to try. And, you know, we, we also joke about how he's the adult in the room because, well, he is. It, this, this podcast is not called Drunk Gossip because I'm a complete professional. Let's be honest here. <laughs> I, I'm not, and that's okay, because Will is, uh, and I, you know, I'm thankful he joined the staff, I'm thankful he took over doing politics for me, and we have so many exciting things coming up for you guys, um, we can't talk about everything right now, but 
there are going to be some big announcements coming up soon. Mostly um, centered around the direction of the show. Um, possibly us launching the blog in a, in a very real way. Um, and maybe some merch. You know. Who knows what we're going to do. I, I certainly don't. Cause that's not my job. It's producer Will's job. And speaking of Will, when I come back, he's going to be joining me. I'll be right back. And I'm back. And joining me, kicking and screaming, is Will. I most certainly am not kicking and screaming. I'm the one who suggested that we have these segments. Oy. Or do I need to remind you how your own podcast is run? Listen, it's not my podcast anymore. Welcome back to Politalk, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I call this segment Politics Without the Bullshit, but unfortunately for all of us, it's not possible to remove the bullshit from politics. We're going to start off this week with a couple of this week's segment with a note on something that happened last Sunday, a little bit before we recorded. Mick Mulvaney had an interview with Chris Wallace of Fox News, a rather disastrous interview, as it turns out, in which he cycled through three different explanations as to why the Trump administration had held up foreign aid to the Ukraine. One of those explanations was actually the, basically the quid pro quo defense, he, which, of course, he immediately reneged on. But that actually, because Mick Mulvaney just gives contradictory statements about Ukraine all the time, that didn't draw as much heat as him saying that Trump saw himself as still in the hospitality business. A statement which came shortly after the Trump administration attempted to schedule the yearly G7 summit on a property that he owned. Of course. Yeah, as, as one does, obviously. I mean... Mick Mulvaney has, of course, since attempted to walk all of his statements back, claiming that it was the result, claiming that any misunderstandings of his words were caused by confusion among the fake news media. But doesn't Chris of Wallace we- work for Fox News? Yes, Chris Wallace does work for Fox News. Admittedly, Chris Wallace is an actual journalist, so maybe that's what he's referring to. Now... Things did not improve for Trump regarding interviews and testimony this week. On Tuesday, the ambassador in charge of affairs with Ukraine, Bill Taylor, was interviewed by the House of Representatives. His testimony was, to put it bluntly, fairly, fairly damning. He, um, Bill Taylor said directly that Gordon Sondland told him that Trump wanted to hold up the aid to Ukraine until the president announced a public investigation into Joe Biden and Hunter Biden's business transactions in the country. As one does. As one does, yes. I mean, there's really no way to beat around the bush here. This is, this is the smoking gun. Bill Taylor's testimony, assuming, it, uh, set, assuming it, the rest of it corroborates his initial 15-page statement... And it certainly seems like it will. And it certainly does seem like it will, because based on how the House has been moving, it establishes that President Trump did intend to, a quid pro quo, basically, a, did intend to hold up U.S. national interests to serve his own interest. 
So now the House has absolutely ha- has Democrats running the probe basically have no option but to impeach him now, which I'm sure Nancy Pelosi is really thrilled about. I just want to be a fly on her wall. Yeah, uh, Nancy Pelosi is probably going through more alcohol than we are at this point. <laughs> I don't think so. Obviously, the new revelations are ex- extremely difficult for Trump and his allies to defend against. So they've resorted to the oldest trick in the book for that sort of thing. Namely, abusing the plaintiff. On Wednesday, about 40 Republican representatives stormed a secure chamber in the basement of the House, interrupting the deposition of another State Department employee. The leaders of this little sit-in were Steve Scalise, the House Minority Whip, who's doing his level best to burn away all the goodwill he got from getting shot last summer, and Matt Gates, who is the Republican representative from Florida, which I'm sure you're all going to be, I'm sure you didn't need me to tell you, which I'm sure that, given what I'm about to say about him, you'd have figured out on your own. Gates has claimed that Democrats are unconstitutionally shutting the minority party out of the process and seeking to undo the results of the popular election, robbing the American people of their president. It's worth noting that there are 48 Republicans on the committees conducting the House. I was just about to ask that. Yeah. So uh, about eight more than came to the, this inane sit-in. Another thing, another thing to note is that the House is planning to begin public hearings in November and always intended to take the inquiry public, although to be fair, Speaker Pelosi only announced the timetable after the sit-in. Other complaints by the Republican senators hosting the sit-in largely revolved around the fact that the inquiry was private, was concealed from the eyes of the news media and the public. Steve Scalise thrust it at this point particularly. However, this defense doesn't particularly seem to hold up Last week we discussed Andrew Napolitano, Fox News judicial contributors, reasoning why why the initial witness interviews should not be public. And he made some good points. And another person who's come out in favor of private inquiries, at least at first, is Trey Gowdry, the Republican representative who led the Benghazi investigations. He is on the record as, say, call it, as saying that public hearings are a circus with constant leaks to the media and has stated that he's 100% behind Democrat, in the initial private stage of the impeachment inquiry. It's worth noting, we say impeachment a lot here, but for the record, impeachment hasn't actually begun. The House is collecting evidence and they will have to vote on articles to begin the impeachment process. Which is almost an after effect at this point. So, yeah, obviously, almost certainly going to happen, but just as a counter to everybody spouting, oh, they're conducting the impeachment without a vote. In other news, scandal time, Democratic Representative Katie Hill has announced her resignation 
after facing allegations of an improper relationship with a staff member, specifically a sexual relationship. Was it one or two? Um, I think it was two, actually. I've heard two. I've heard two. Admittedly, the only source I have for two is Red State, which is not exactly a super reliable oh, source. I had it from the Post. Oh, you had it from the Post? That's probably accurate then. Anyway, regardless of the initial sources of the claim, the House Ethics Committee considered it, considered them, well, considered the complaints to have enough substance that they opened an inquiry into Representative Hill's conduct, and shortly thereafter she announced that she was resigning. Which is a blow for LGBTQ um, community because she was the first and only openly bisexual representative elected. Hmm. Well... Yeah, it's a bit of a blow. However, given that... She fucked up? Given, yeah, she fucked up pretty badly. Relationship with, with staffers are against the rules for a very good reason. There, there's a huge imbalance of power there. Yeah. If it helps, she's, um, she joins a, the list of Republican congressmen who've been kicked out for sex... For, Sexual scandals is much, much longer than the list of LGBTQ congressmen who, again, the congresswomen who have been kicked out for sexual scandals. This is true. Continuing on, 200,000 people have been evacuated from Northern California in, as, a, as a response to the massive fires plaguing the region. The fires have generated an unusual amount of political debate around the actions of utility companies in the region. Namely, the, the decision by a number of local utilities to shut off power to, to houses affected, to houses that uh, were in wildfire conditions. The decision was prompted by Union Pacific being made liable for wildfires last year after it was determined that improperly maintained equipment had started a massive blaze. However, the attempts by the utility companies to prevent wildfires by shutting down their equipment have not actually stopped the wildfires, and there's concern that the blackouts could be could be preventing the government from evacuating people in a timely manner. California's system of emergency notifications depends on people having access to landlines, cell phones, Lots of things that lose power in a blackout. Or, you know, just having electricity. Yeah. So, really bad news all around this week. Fortunately, we do have one bit of good news to, for y'all. We're pretty much hot off the presses here. Uh, Donald Trump announced earlier today that ISIS leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi was killed in a U.S. special operations raid. The president reportedly said that he died like a dog, and he died like a coward. Reports from the mission indicate that Baghdadi was chased into a tunnel by special, into a dead-end tunnel by U.S. operators. Once it became clear he was trapped, he detonated a suicide vest, killing himself and three children who were with him. Oh. U.S. special forces were, U.S. special forces only sustained, only suffered minor injuries in the course of their mission. There were no casualties. The mission was also assisted by the intelligence forces of a number of countries in the region, including Syria, Iraq, and reportedly the Kurdish SDF, 
as well as the CIA. Now, I know you all like it when I remain objective and keep, keep my you know, head level and cool, but I, but I do have to say here, you know, I do have to take a moment to say, ha ha, got you now, motherfucker. It's <laughs> one last bastard for us to worry about. Anyway, thank you all very much for listening. I will see you next week, and Ed will see you tomorrow. So, cheers, everybody.